For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Um, ended Officially ended the ATP season um, last week, ended the tennis season in general this week with the Davis Cup finally wrapping up. And that is actually the first thing we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Davis Cup right off the bat. So last week when I talked about the Davis Cup, I kind of looked into some of the teams, looked into who they are. Obviously, a few teams were impressive off the bat. Um, I mean, France has always got a really good team. Uh, Serbia with Djokovic, really good team. Um, And then, you know, you got the Spain, you got the Australia, you got... America, France, Canada, um, Argentina, Great Britain. There were just so many good teams, um, Italy, that were in this year's contest. And um, we're just going to rip it down to the last eight, and we're going to go into the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals, it was uh, Russia versus Serbia, Australia versus Canada, Great Bit, Great Britain, excuse me, against Germany, and then Argentina versus Spain. And what I liked about a lot of these matchups were the Australian team was young and they were good. They had guys like Kyrgios, they had guys like Dave Manure, um, John Millman. They had a solid group there, and but so did the Canadians. Um, the Canadian team was um, one of my favorite teams to watch during this Davis Cup. Um, and so that was obviously right off the bat in the first round. That was probably one of the best matchups. Obviously, the Serbia-Russia one. Russia's got a lot of good guys as well. Um, but then you go down, you got the Great Britain and Germany. Uh, Great Britain had guys like Jamie Murray on the team. Um, and then you go down to Argentina, who Argentina versus Spain. Spain, obviously, has Nadal, um, Feliciano Lopez, uh, Batista Agut. Um, and Argentina had guys like Diego Schwartzman, um, Leonardo Mayer, stuff like that. Um, so, obviously... Um, a lot of good players in the Davis Cup once again, which is always good for the sport. Good to see. Um, so after the first round, Spain beats Argentina two to one. Germany loses to Great Britain zero two. Canada beats Australia two to one, and Russia beats Serbia two to one. So in the semis, the final four: Russia versus Canada, and then Great Britain versus Spain. So in the first one, Russia against Canada, um, Audrey Rublev beat uh, Pospisil. From Canada, 6-4, 6-4. And then Denis Shapovalov beats Hachinov in a three-setter. 6-4, 4-6, 6-4. And then it comes down to doubles. And it was Rublev and Hachinov versus Pospisil and Shapovalov. And, uh, God, Shapo was good, wasn't he? Shapo was good this whole entire 
uh, tournament here, and so was Pospisil. Pospisil played well, um, and then obviously they also had guys like uh, they also had guys like FAA on their team who didn't get a ton of action. But when you got guys like Shapo on your team, you're not going to get a whole lot of action. Um, so Canada wins that one two to one, and then you go down to the Great Britain versus Spain one in the first match. Uh, Kyle Edmund edges out Feliciano Lopez in a second set tiebreaker, seven three to win it. And then Daniel Evans obviously loses to Rafael Nadal, 6-4, 6-0. I mean, anybody could see that one coming. And then it goes into the doubles. And the doubles, uh, the rubber match, went into two tiebreakers. It was Jamie Murray and Skupski versus uh, Feliciano Lopez and Nadal. And Nadal and Feliciano Lopez win 7-3 in the first set tiebreaker and 10-8 in the second set tiebreaker. Just stellar tennis from these guys. Um, Great Britain could have very well won that one just as much as... Uh, just as much as Spain won that. But nevertheless, we go into the final. It's Canada-Spain. In the first match, uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime loses to Roberto Batista Agut. In the first set, it was 7-3 in the tiebreaker. And then the second set, it was 6-3. So Batista Agut wins in straight sets. And then obviously, in the second set, um, they in the, or in the second match, it was Denis Shapovalov against the world number one ending the year, Rafael Nadal. And Nadal takes care of business, wins the first set 6-3, wins the second set in a tiebreaker 9-7. Game, set, match, over. Um, it was all uh, it was all of Spain this whole time. It was also in Madrid, so that helped a lot. Um, but nevertheless, congrats to the boys from Spain. Well-deserved, very good team, led by, obviously, Rafael Nadal, the best, um, one of the not the best, one of the best to ever play the game. Still holding on to Roger. Um, got a lot of faith in that man. Hopefully he can pull it out. Um, but then the the third match was supposed to be Pospisil, Shapovalov, and then Granolis and uh, Granolers and Lopez. And I really wish that one could have been played, but once again it was not. So your Davis Cup champions are Spain. Um, they went at home. Good for them. Um, I was really impressed with Denis Shapovalov this whole week. He played really well. Uh, I thought Argentina was going to go farther, but obviously they played Spain in the first round, and I also um, had a lot of faith in Canada. So um, that's about all. The Davis Cup, obviously really good tournament, um, something special. Glad that um, glad that it was um on tv again and i could you know catch some of that action because it is such a great tournament and seeing people fight for their country is something special and it's like the laver cup the laver cup's a little bit better because it's a little tighter of competition but it's also um not countries it's playing for world or playing for you know different things like that so um now let's move on to a little bit of just a couple things uh Roger Federer or not Roger Federer Rafael Nadal has been number 1 in the world for 200 uh weeks at number 1 that is unbelievable that is n- a little under 4 years 52 weeks in a year um times 4 that's about 208 and so he's almost been it for 4 complete years what a stat for that man uh well deserved he's great um some, something special that we're watching right in front of our eyes right now. And um, it's just something that um, people might be taking for granted. But I let you know when I was at the U.S. Open this year, I did not take watching him for granted. He is something special. Um, great to watch. Glad I could watch it. Um, let's move into the 
Viva Latam Tour. Um, the Viva Latam Tour is what Roger Federer and um, Sasha Sverev, Alexander Sverev, have been on for the last week. They were there for about a week. And so they went to um, five cities in seven days. And I just want to highlight a few of those cities. Um, like, it was one of the most unbelievable tours that could have happened. And by the sounds of it, it all started with... Uh, you know, Roger Federer, and that is unbelievable. So they started in, um, I think, yep, they started in Santiago, um, and then they went to Buenos Aires, and then they went to Bogado, or Bogota, and then they went to Mexico City, and then they ended in Quito. Um, so their first stop was uh, Santiago, Chile. They play their match there, meet with the kids. That was, you know, normal as sound. Um, nothing too special there, just kind of cool. And then they went to Buenos Aires, and it was, what a crowd. Um, I think it was an electrical crowd, and um, seeing the highlights from it, it was unbelievable. Um, Argentina has some of the most passionate fans in the world, and for them to be playing in front of them, um, two of the biggest names. I think they brought Delpo out at one point. Um, They brought him out so everybody can see him, so they can... Um, admire Delpo, and obviously those two are very close with Delpo, so that was kind of a cool moment for the Argentinian crowd. Um, and then I believe they couldn't play in um, they couldn't play in Bogota. Something happened. I'm not really sure. I'm going to try to get to the end of it by next week, but something happened, and they didn't play there. So next was Mexico City, and Mexico City is um, something special here because they played in a bull fighting ring in Mexico City. They played in front of the largest crowd anybody has ever played in front of in tennis. They played in front of 42,517 fans, the thing called the greatest match. Um, Go online and look at photos of this match. It is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. Playing tennis in this stadium had to be breathtaking. Um, I showed someone the other day a picture of this, and they were like, do you think they were nervous? I don't think so because they normally play in front of big crowds, but also you're playing in front of 42,000 people, which is just under double what the U.S. Open is. Um, I mean, just remarkable. Um, Just some crazy stuff from these guys. And to be honest, this tour looked amazing. And then at the end of the tour, they went to Quito, Ecuador uh, for the last part of the Viva Latam tour, and then they were done. Um, but like I said, this tour looked very interesting because these two um, once enemies weren't enemies anymore, and now they can, um, and now they can, you know, go out and make some money and do some exhibition mats and matches and have some fun with the crowd. And so I think that's one of the coolest things about this tour is these people are encouraged to go out with the crowd. There, these people are, um, you know, Roger and Sasha are encouraged to, you know, laugh during a match or, you know chant with the crowd during a match and the crowd can be a little bit more um you know a little bit more wild to say um so i think that's one of the cool parts and then on instagram go if you go to alexander um sphere of alex alex sphere of one two three on instagram he says a big huge to roger for inviting me um huge thank you to him so um it sounds like this is roger's tour and he's wanted to do this and he invited sasha along what went into that decision making? I don't know. Was it sponsors? Was it, you know, partnerships? Who knows? But 
those two put on a show. Um, I don't think Roger can bring Djokovic or Nadal on this tour because I think it's just too much work. Um, the competitive nature is too much, um, and I think it would just be hard. I really do because of how um, how these how all three of their careers have been. Um, I think he really just needs a competitive hitting partner for these tours and someone who's not going to drown him. Um, and I think those two, the way that Djokovic and Dahl play, they could drown him. Um, so yeah, so, um, that was the Viva Latam tour. That was something, um, super special. Um, and now that brings us to the off season, um, the off season of tennis, which is up for imagination. Now you have these millionaires around the air or around the earth doing whatever they want and so this is kind of the interesting part of the tour um i'll have some guests on throughout the throughout the off season um i was supposed to have a really special one this week um we're going to reschedule to next week or the week after that he's really busy with work like i said he's a very special one and that's one we're going to want to look at um the start off the off season though stefanos Sitsipas went to iceland and he hung out with that world's strongest man um his name is Halfbor Bjornsson, um, the large Iceland man that does the world's strongest uh, man competition. I mean, this dude is an absolute unit. Um, but that's who Sitsipas was hanging out with, made a few videos in Iceland. Uh, if you're interested in those, go, obviously go to his YouTube page. But uh, that man's living his best life ever since uh, winning winning the ATP finals. Um, also, there's a lot of... Uh, vacations around there you'll see a lot of people on vacation um if you go to instagram or wherever um there's a lot of cool spots that a lot of them went to you'll see those and then also one more thing i want to mention if you go to tennis tv on instagram you'll see uh grigor dimitrov's training and he makes a sweet serve off the ground spin servant in um and i'm really this is one of the things i'm really looking forward to in um, the off season here is it's on Grigor Dimitrov's page and you can see him practicing and doing all that stuff, but watching some of the practice routines of some of these players, um, some of them get pretty creative and they find some things they can do in their off time. And it's a lot of fun to watch actually, because they'll, um, like Grigor is like running himself to death here and then he makes a play and he's celebrating and hooting and hollering and stuff. And it's a little less serious and a little more fun. So um, just stay, stay intact with some of these social media accounts to see what these people do. Um, it's really entertaining. You'll want to stay in, t- in touch with them because, um, if you love the tennis world, like I do, you'll see some of, uh, some of the things that these people are doing and some of their training tips and some of the things they do. And it's really interesting to see and sometimes a lot of fun to see. Um, as far as gems life, not a whole lot's going on there. I expect going into this off season, we'll see a lot more, um, as long as they're on good terms, which I assume from what I see they are. Um, like I said, we're going to work on getting a guest on, I have a really special one planned. I really do. I got a good one coming up. Um, it was supposed to be this week. Some work complications came in there. Um, and we're hoping it's going to be it's going to be next week or the week after. Um, we just got to work around his work schedule, and we'll get him in here. But um, coming into the offseason, I got a lot of special guests um, that I'm going to reach out to, that I'm going to get planning, um, and some of them I've already been talking to. Um, but I got special things coming, just to let you know. Um, once again, today's episode is brought to you by... Yep, nobody, if you want to sponsor this, you can go to, uh, reach out to Believe at Believe.com. That's B L. 
eav.com, or you can go to at Believe Podcast, not only on Instagram, but also on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can reach out to me at Jacob, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O, Sersosimo, at Jacob Sersosimo, not only on Twitter, but also on Instagram. Um, I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you making it this far in the podcast. Once again, uh, I enjoy doing this and I enjoy the listeners and I um, enjoy everything tennis. So if there's some things you definitely want to, um, you definitely want to know or something you think I should talk about, you let me know. I'd love to talk about it. There's obviously some things maybe I miss sometimes. So I would love for you to mention it to me and we can talk about it. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week. Have a great Thanksgiving and take care of yourself and um, celebrate some time with your family and friends. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.